I'm not listening to you. You only believe in science. That's probably why we never win. We never win because you are fat. Welcome to We Told Ya Show. Grab some beer. You will need it. <laughs> every time. <laughs> that shit cracks me up. It's <laughs> every time. <laughs> we never win because you were fat. Hey, take it easy, man. The IPAs, they do it to me. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I'm trying. I need to bike a few more miles. Swim a few more laps. Sorry. Oh, that's not directed at me. I don't even know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, man. Uh, uh, welcome to another edition of We Told Ya Show. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I am Dan. And I am Stan. <laughs> Stan Ulysses. What? <laughs> Stan, Stan Ulysses. Stan Ulysses. And that's that's uh what it is that? Sounds Greek? Itchy. <laughs> Greek or Roman or something? Yeah. That's mm. what it is. Damn that beer is good. What yeah. is that? I don't know, sixty minutes. Like the show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> it eventually ends. <laughs> <laughs> right, it does, I guess. I mean if it's got a time limit on it. <laughs> The old dogfish head, man, up in Maryland. Yes. Good stuff. They are tasty. Incidents. That's great in that, uh, we told you show glass you got there, that pint glass. Doesn't it, though? I got it in the Bigfoot glass. It's and it's, nice. It, I think it tastes better in the glass. Oh, everything's better in the glass. Oh. You ever try it in a bag? <laughs> the, the bag doesn't work. I'm a not box. sold. The, ba- the box doesn't there. work either. Man, whoever came up with that idea. The glass is the best. During the uh, during the gas shortage. I mean, I give them an A for effort. But so, yeah. Let me take one more sip of this. I'm going to get into something for you. All right. While he's getting into a sip of that, I just want to let y'all know that we got some uh, the pint glasses. We got the alien. The, the UFO one, we got a Bigfoot, and I, th- I think we got the the herpes monkey on there too. Do we really? Yeah. Oh. Right now they're all super low price, so get them while you can. I don't yeah. know when you're gonna hear this. It might have so, gone up by now. So what do you, you <laughs> go? Uh, you, you go on the Podbean. You go on down to official merch. You can pull that shit right on up. Yeah, on our Podbean. If you look on I mean, Podbean dot whatever, <laughs> get on there. Podbean dot yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're on there. Or Instagram, go to Instagram, find us, follow us, and then we got a whole link right there. It will send you to everything for us. Perfect. On there, a link tree. So it's like a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. We told you show. Yep. Damn. That'll send you to our Facebook, our uh, merch. They're high-quality glasses, our too. Our site or all the stuff. They hold the beer really good. Yeah. It doesn't is spill great. all out they the bottom and everything. That is <laughs> They're great. solid. They don't fall apart. <laughs> and they got good. great, great pictures on them. I got the, the Bigfoot and the show logo on the back. We told you show podcast. And it's solid. Too. You could use it for a projectile. Oh, God. <laughs> God, that hurt. Sorry. Maybe a little close. <sighs> so, 
I want to talk about incidents. Incidents. Yeah, I had an incident String yesterday. cheese incident. I had an incident yesterday. Check this out. <laughs> I've, had, I've had quite a few Man, incidents in the this last was, week. This was crazy. Okay. So I go to Lowe's yesterday, right? And I had to pick up a couple things. Grab my cart. Start filling the cart. Couple ceiling fans. Cut a piece of plexiglass for the mothership. Some jigsaw blades. I'm walking all around. I go on over into the lawn and garden area. I'm looking. I need some new weed eater string, right? Mm-hmm. Put the cart on like down towards the end of the aisle. And I walk right over to the string. Kind of start looking, looking, looking like, okay, yeah, this is what I want. And I turn around to throw my weed string in the cart. And my cart is gone. Oh, it's happened to me so many times. So many times. <laughs> Dude, it pissed Funny me shit. off. <laughs> I'm like, where the hell did my cart go? And on like the next aisle over are like two Lowe's dudes that, you know, work there. Mm-hmm. They got the shirts and everything. So I know they're legit. And I go over, I'm like, hey, uh, you did you guys by any chance like maybe wheel a cart away that you thought maybe was, you know, somebody just left it there? Like, you take my cart, man. What's up? They're like, no, what are you talking about? That's what I'm looking. I'm like, drop put my shit away, man. I've been walking around and like, that just no, happened to me. I turned around and they took my cart and started putting my shit back on the shelf. I'm like, damn it, man. But they didn't. So I activated <laughs> it like I didn't mean to, but apparently I activated like an entire in-store search for my cart. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but it kind of happened. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? And they're like, they ask, they holler over another aisle. Hey, did somebody pick up a cart with some ceiling pans and a cut piece of plexiglass? No. I'm like, well, maybe somebody wheeled it up to the returns desk. I go up to the returns desk. They're like, nope, sorry. Haven't seen nothing. <laughs> no. I'm like walking all around. One of the ladies, now this is exceptional service. She started going all the way down all of the checkout aisles, all the way to the very end of the store to check and see if it had been pushed up. Is this going to end up? Nothing. And this is just all a dream. Is this how Dude, this I started to think I'd lost my mind. I'm like, there's no way that I'm like gone this crazy and hallucinating that I've done walked around this door for 20 minutes, done had plexiglass cut. And that was confirmed when I went back to the dude and said, we need to cut another piece of plexiglass. He totally remembered cutting the first one. <laughs> I'm like, see? No, he I'm, was just going with it, man. No, he he's remembered like, the measurements. He, he knows. He, he totally like, remembered the like measurements. He's like 29 and a half by 24 and a half. I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, well, what happened to it? I'm like, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> took my cart. Y'all got a burnt piece of plexiglass around here that I hadn't paid for yet. In the vortex. <laughs> I'm like, what in the hell? It 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 ticked me off a little bit, to say the least. <laughs> I had to go back and restock my cart. I had to recut the plexiglass. <laughs> it did. It pissed me off. And uh, I mean, not to the point that I was irate in the middle of the store or anything, but it it, it kind of burned me out. I'm like, God damn it. I got to do this all again. <laughs> Shit. I've been there before. Where I have all my stuff in the cart and I'm outside in the uh, lawn and garden type of area. And I, I have my stuff 
on one aisle and I walk around to the other side of the aisle to look at something. Right. And then I walk back around and then it closed off both sides of the thing because oh, they got I the, like a little that. forklift or something going. I'll tell them. Hold <laughs> and up. my cart's in there. I'm like, Hold up. damn it, man. Press pause. I'll open the damn thing myself and go in there and get my cart. Like, this is bullshit. It happens to me in the lumber section all the time. <laughs> God, I had, now they're putting up a big stack of plywood somewhere, <laughs> and then my cart of two-by-sixes is over here. And I'm like, shit, I need to get my stuff. I can get the hell out of here. But this was on a Saturday, and I expect that shit during the work week, but not on a Saturday. It happened. And I, it's the same thing all day. I mean. Yeah. I may, maybe it's even worse on the weekends. It's busier on the weekends. I know. So somebody done took my shit. Yeah. I was hot. I mean, I've been at the grocery store and had a lady. Well, I've been on the aisle and I walked just right away from my cart to look at something on the aisle. And I turned around and there's a lady pushing my cart <laughs> like, down the aisle. And she didn't left hers because she didn't. She was looking at something, turned around and put it in my cart and started walking away instead of hers. Lady, and I'm like, hey. I'm sure you're not drinking them. Get yeah. bits. Those are mine. It's going to be good, lady. But That's my beer. It was the last six pack. No. You got to wrestle her in the floor. You're like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, no, it's all good. See, I think it's funny as hell. But so if you have to wrestle the old lady in the grocery store to get your beer back. Why would I have to? I just go get and it she more believes in science. I didn't pay for it. Does that mean you automatically win? What? Because <laughs> if you believe in the science, you lose. No, what? I don't know. I'm going I think off the intro. I'm not listening to you, man. I know. I'm sorry. So that was just a small incident that happened to me. It's very small. Yeah, not very significant. Hey, man, it is what it is. I wanted to talk about something. Oh yeah, we do have a topic. I do have a topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So hopefully, y'all stayed with us. Yeah, yeah. They're still with us. They're like, did he find his cart? No, I didn't. I refilled. Both of them are still there. Did it again. (laughs) All he paid once. I want to talk about something that has come to be known as the Falcon Lake incident. Falcon Crest, what? Man, I keep hearing that. No, it's not Falcon Crest. (laughs) That was a show in the 80s, I think. (laughs) My mom watched it. I didn't watch it. Or maybe sometimes I was forced to watch it because That's Incredible was coming on next or something. But no, not Falcon Crest. Falcon Lake incident. Falcon Lake. Mm -hmm. Is this a machete-wielding murderer? No, that's Friday the 13th. That's Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake, okay. Close, close. A great franchise of horror movies. Yes. Hockey mask, machetes, what could go wrong? I didn't derail you again. (laughs) 60-minute IPA, baby. I'm going to take you on back to May 20th, 1967. Ooh, we're going deep. Mm, Ten years <laughs> earlier. In the mm. Manitoba, Canada. Love Canada. And they Canada's love us. Awesome. They do. Canada's awesome. <laughs> if you haven't never been to Canada, man, go to Canada. Beautiful. Awesome people. Everything's clean. Just man, Canada's great. I can't wait for to go back to Canada. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
Uh, so Falcon Lake is this area. It's located near Whiteshell Provincial Park, and it's in southeast Manitoba. And uh, the uh, interesting Manitoba. little Manitoba. Manitoba. Eh. 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 B. Yeah. So it was actually this place was actually named for a poet songwriter. His name was Pierre Falcon. Falcon. I think it's just Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Oh, no, it's Canadian. Falcon so it's probably Falcon. Falcon sounds sweet. It, it does, yeah. Pierre Falcon. <laughs> and my name is Pierre Falcon. I'm a hmm? poet songwriter. Yeah. There's Falcon, and here's Falcon. Yeah. He's from way back, though. He's not like, I don't think he's terribly recent. Maybe he's like from the 1200s, 1300s. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He doesn't get back that far. <laughs> It's a small little area, right? Popular. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I know. I deviate and I jump right back. Mm. <laughs> there you go again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it's a small little place. Like I say, it's about a population of 390 people. Damn. So uh, uh, back then, uh, like an awesome place 51 year old uh, Stephen Michalik. He was a Polish immigrant that settled in Canada. Him and his family are out there on a little bit of vacation day. And he's a like a, a I guess you could say like an amateur prospector. He's going out and you know, like Japan for gold and silver and stuff. So he's uh he's prospecting in a creek right over there around uh, Falcon Lake. He was uh, r- the area is real rich in silver ore. And it's a fairly pure uh, line of silver that comes through there. Oh, nice. uh, a lot of contents in the silver, and, and and these veins are not very. Uh, you you don't find a lot of them around in the area, but there's a pretty rich vein of the silver ore that's running okay. through there. So he's down there, and he, he hung out with his family a little earlier in the morning. They had a nice lunch. He says, "Hey, y'all, go and." chill out a little bit. I want to come over here and get away a little bit and do some prospecting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, try to get away from them for a little bit. A big flock of Smuggle. Canadian gooses fly over and it kind of and they you know they make a lot of noise when when a flock of geese fly over. You hear the flapping in the Canada's fucking gooses. <laughs> Goddamn kill our Canadian gooses. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are mean as fuck. Dude, they are. <laughs> Remember when Raven tried to sneak up on the one and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, this, this flock of geese kind of all of a sudden they kind of take off. You hear the flap, 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 and they start honking and making all the noise. kind of startled me a little bit. Uh-huh. And he turns around and looks around a little bit and looks again. <laughs> Thought I heard something. Oh, you did. <laughs> and uh, he looks up, and there's two cigar-shaped crafts. Crafts? Spaceships. <laughs> They're hovering around. He said they appeared to be kind of you know, cigar-shaped, but they had a real peculiar bulge in the middle of them, like maybe a little bulge on the top and a bulge on the bottom. Okay. But cigar, like shape. Yeah. Okay. Cigar shape. So, you know, like a little bit of 
little bit of width and they kind of tapered down at the ends. And but they had like this slight little bulge in the middle of him. Mm-hmm. Noticed that and said it was a real uh he was making sure that that's part of the description, much like I am doing now. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so all of a sudden one of them hovered on down and landed kind of near him. And it kind of came on down and it hovered down and landed like and kind of almost like balanced itself right on top of this rock, this big giant boulder, if you will, <laughs> right on top, on the side of, off to the side of the creek. Nice. Kind of looked at it. It's like, hmm. It, was, it couldn't it, be such a huge ship if it did that. This vehicle, if it landed on the side of a creek, on a rock. Yeah, well, I don't think this is like a rock that you could like pick up and throw at your neighbor. No, I wouldn't. No, I was thinking that. It Creepy just, Nick Stalkerson, here it comes. I mean, even if it's like a fucking six foot around rock. Yeah. Still, I mean, that, I mean that's a decent sized rock, but to land on, on the side of a, a creek bed, you know, on the side of yeah. a creek. So essentially, and, and the way I, what I kind of took away from it is I don't, I don't think that the craft was necessarily the size of the boulder. It just kind of oh, no. came on down and balanced itself yeah. on top of this rock. I don't know if there was either any teeter-tottering involved. It just kind of set on down. He goes over there and kind of gets up. He, he sets his panning stuff off to the side because that shit ain't cheap. You know, make yeah, sure it's we'll nice get, and safe. We'll get back to that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes on over here, and first thing he notices, he's looking. There, there's no markings at all on the outside of the craft. He's looking for any kind of writing, any kind of like a flag or numbers. He, he didn't see anything on the side of the craft to identify this thing. So, uh, so he got that close. He did. He got real close. The first thing that went through his head, he didn't. He didn't think it was a an, an alien craft or alien technology. He thought that it was a U.S. experimental craft. Oh damn! Because and this in is back 60s. in so this is sixty seven. This is Cold War. We're mm-hmm. out of World War Two, and of course, U.S. Canada, you know, we're allies, and the governments and the military did a lot of work in conjunction. In developing state of the art, heck yeah, craft and machinery. You know, he instantly thought that that's what this is. Well, Canada made the Avro car. Uh, uh, we're going to get to that. Are you uh, okay. looking at my notes? No, I. Everybody knows about the Avro car. Oh god, god damn! Oh, press pause on that. We're, we're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> press pause on the recording. No, on the Avro car. <laughs> we'll get to that. Go through that again. So he he starts to get a little closer. All of a sudden, a little bit of light starts to light up, and the skin of the craft, which now he says, you know, as he gets got closer to it, it seems to be kind of disc shaped. It starts to rotate in a counterclockwise motion, and all of a sudden, doors open. This door. Slowly opens up like an imperial starcraft or something. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Only probably no music. Door opens up. Bright white light shines directly out of the craft, 
boom, illuminating the path that's opened by the craft. So he's looking at it. He found a rave in the middle of the woods. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, what the hell kind of frequency are you going at? That's rave frequency. You didn't even know I had that in me, did you? (laughs) Got a brain cell. So the door opens. He can hear voices. He can hear people in there or or something talking. He, He couldn't understand what it was so he he speaks out to you know say hello hey Hey, tries to reach out he speaks in english no response and they speak english in canada so yeah tries russian no response Mm. he's a polish immigrant so naturally he speaks polish he's well versed reaches out no response. Then again in German. German was a very big player in the race, in space yeah. race. You know, by, by this time, by 67, all the German scientists were pretty much either United States or Russia. Because in World War II, so he, how he many, took all the top How many scientists. languages so far he's in speak? Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll four? do this again. Exactly. Four. English, Russian, Polish, and German. Ah. Uh. You talk about You're pushing it, man. That's multilingual. Well, it to me. If it you're makes a linguist, sense. I got Polish. I got some Polish in my family. Polish and German and Russian are very close lingually, anyways. So it's it's not uncommon for people from like Eastern Bloc to understand and be able to speak a lot of these languages that are. Yeah. Used a lot in the area. And it's not unheard of. So he reaches out in all the languages that he knows, which is four, which is three more than I know. And uh it's all like ski 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 ski. <laughs> right? <laughs> well not ski ski ski. <laughs> no, no. So he walks a little closer. He's like, okay, the door's open, the lights out. He walks on a little bit closer. And then the light gets brighter. Boom. Like it amplifies and intensifies. And and just here it comes. In the ship. Out of the ship. Out of the open door off the side of his craft. Knocks him back. He's like, what the hell is going on? Then all of a sudden, it shuts. Boom. Closes off. Starts to levitate on up. Once again, the craft starts to rotate, or at least its skin yeah. appears to start rotating. Right There's on. really no, like, any mention of lights on the craft itself. Only light kind of coming out when the door has been opened. He said the skin appeared to start to rotate. Again, picks on up. Then he notices as it's kind of coming on up, right in front of him, looks like this grid like port, like an exhaust port or something. You know, you hmm. think maybe like uh your your grill for your uh for your air filter, for your air handler. This is a, a, a grill yeah. on the side of this on the side of this craft. Then yeah, the thing you. lurches on up and takes off in this blast 
of air comes out of this vent, Boom. hits him straight on, bam, in the abdominal section, lights his shirt on his shirt, catches fire, <laughs> catches on fire. And he's like rolling around. He's probably cussing, and I would be too, trying to get the damn shirt off of him. Cause Done ruined time. his Crystal Gale shirt. I, oh, my God. Not the Crystal <laughs> Gale shirt. Chick had hair down to her ankles. Remember that? Crystal Gale. She had like really, really, really long hair. Uh-huh, I was just from. But I remember. Chattanooga Nights, that's all. <laughs> Crystal Gale, old country singer from the 80s. She was known for her really, really long hair. I don't think he had a Crystal Gale shirt on. I guess he could have. It didn't say. Oh, no. Well, either way, it burned his ass. Not his ass. It burned his belly, to be more precise. Abdominal regions. Mm. Abdominal <laughs> regions. Exactly. So he so just got grill marks. Pretty much. We'll get to that. Okay. So it, at first... So like I said, it, it, caught, it caught his shirt on fire. He gets his shirt off of him. Kind of loses a little bit of time. He kind of comes back to him and he kind of gets his shit together. Well, he was out there in the uh, in the forest, in the park, prospecting. He did have a compass with him. So whatever happened, it totally wonked his compass. The compass was not working anymore. It had lost its magnetic north. He was like 20 minutes where they were staying mm-hmm. on vacation. It was like 20 minutes. It took him nine hours. So after this, he's like, oh, man, I need to head back right after this. Took his shirt off. Oh, when he finally came to. When he, oh, he came to. He's like, oh, damn, my shirt's all fucked. My Crystal Gale shirt's all burnt up. Yeah. Took it off. He threw it away. $80 for it at the concert. Well, not back then. It threw it 20. away. And then it was like, man, I need to get back. Found this compass. Yep. And it's all fucking, it's not going the right way. It's spinning around. So he tried to make it back 20 minutes. He couldn't remember his way. Nope. Okay. All disoriented, messed up, compass. So if if, if the compass is messed up, it could very well be leading him in the wrong direction anyways. If he thinks, he's like, oh, you know, I, I need to go northeast to get back to where we're staying. And he thinks he's going northeast. Maybe he's really going southwest. If, if your compass is messed up, and you get that, and that's all you have in wilderness, and you and I both know this, you get out in the middle, you can't see landmarks and well, stuff like he's, that. He's on the creek, and he, he's panning. I imagine you know he's on that creek. You said that the ship landed on the creek bed. So when he turns around, when he needs to leave, he ain't but so many directions you can go <laughs> from it. Well, yeah. it doesn't. It it yeah. actually it didn't say you know how many turns off of trails or whatever. Well, I'm just saying, well, if it was you, say it. you know this happened, you wake up, and, you know you you're only 20 minutes. Yeah, but from, maybe and but this it, is walking. This is only a 20 minute walk, which is not that much of a of a hike. No, it's not. And you went to this river. You know. Yep. So there's got to be a path out. You don't just wander. You know, so this is the way I take it. If you come into like a trailhead and maybe you come in and then there's a a landmark or mm-hmm. something that's on the trail, yeah, 
that says, oh, you here's a stump right here and go to the right and go southeast. You'll come to this spot on the river. So if he came in and had to do a little bit of wilderness navigating to get to maybe this hot spot that's yeah, on this river. Got to the river upstream, and then went upstream downstream, or either downstream. But that doesn't mean a thing if you came in perpendicular mm-hmm. to the stream. <laughs> I mean, it does happen. I, I've gotten turned around in the woods before. Something that should have taken me 10 or 15 minutes to get to the deer stand. And I got lost coming back out of it because I wasn't on a trail. I was trying to look for landmarks that these guys that said, mm-hmm. look for this, look for that. Man, that's some big wilderness in Canada. Oh, yeah. Big wilderness. Okay. I mean, you hear about it all Canada, the time. All the you time. Know, people people get the missing and they like two minutes, five minutes. They were right there on the trail and this shit happens. Vortices. But if you get up in this big wilderness and if you relied on your compass to get to that spot and now your compass ain't working, you could be in big trouble. Yeah. You could be in yeah. really big trouble. Well, Either way, his family backed him up on it, too. He said it took his ass nine hours to get back home. So, uh... He calling him out. <laughs> and they're like, hey, he's been gone for freaking ever. So he, so he gets back, and the burn are on his stomach. His he, the, the, the red and the, the welts, welts are starting to raise up, and it it's like a grid on his stomach. Not typically an injury you're going to get for panning for silver. So they kind of start freaking out a little bit. They go ahead and they uh, they inform the Royal Maid- Royal Mounted Canadian Police. Oh, yeah. As to what get happened. Bring the Mounties now. in. You know, the Mounties will get you to the bottom of it, eh? They come in. They start looking around. They start talking to him. And I guess a, somewhere in their investigation comes up that maybe, just maybe, oh, Michaelic, he could have been drinking a lot of beer. He could have been. Could have been, <laughs> you know. Maybe he was having hallucinations. Uh, and this maybe this accounts for Fell the, the story grill. that he's giving. Well, he falls sick. Losing hair. Feeling like shit. The stench that came from this guy. His son, <laughs> his name was Stan, <laughs> was said, You, you walk- laughed before you even said, anyway. I did? Because <laughs> I knew what his name was already. And it wasn't me, it was another Stan. The other one. <laughs> it was the it's other always Stan. the other one. Yeah. It's always the other one. Is it the evil stand and the good stand? He said, you know, something wasn't right. He was very disoriented. He had these burns on him in this pattern. And he and, stank. And he stank <laughs> like sulfur and burnt wire. Smell like burning wire. Hmm. Yeah, Damn, like a, it's like an electrical. I'm assuming maybe he means like an electrical it's- fire. And an electric, an electrical fire does have a peculiar mm-hmm. kind of smell to it. Yep. Right? Yep. Burning wires. Stinks like shit. Smell like something burning. But it does have a it does have a different smell. So yeah, it's, it's know, less smoke. That. 
And the thing is, his symptoms kept getting worse and worse. And the doctors had come and they're trying to clean the wounds and they're giving him medication, stay hydrated, all this kind of stuff. And nothing really seems to kind of work it out. And they start to kind of think, well, a lot of these symptoms are symptoms of radiation poisoning. They test him. No radiation poisoning. There's nothing there. Can't find anything wrong to, with the guy. <laughs> what was that? What was that? I heard something. I? I don't know. Oh, maybe I shifted in the seat. Maybe it made a funny song. <laughs> All right. Well, so like the cops, cops aren't really buying it. Um, they're saying, you know, we, we know that, uh, that, oh, Mr. McCaleck and his buddy were at the bar the night before. And apparently they ran up a pretty good tab or whatever, and they're just not quite so sure. And another thing that kind of weirded him out a little bit is he couldn't go back and find the spot where this all happened. Well, if his compass is already messed up, maybe that's the only compass he had. He could, maybe if he got turned around in the woods... Maybe he couldn't go back and find the exact spot where it happened. They told him, they said, well, look, okay. Keep a lookout. If you find it, let us know. Okay, don't go up in there and mess with anything. If you come back to the spot and you get back to the spot, let us know. We'll come in there. We'll investigate it and see see what we can find. So... Him and his buddy, or Michaelic and his buddy, was a guy named Mr. Holt. I didn't find his first name. It just referred to him as Mr. Holt. Uh, they go back a little bit later, and they end up finding the spot. Now, here's where it starts to get a little <laughs> hairy, a little, a little questionable, okay? All right. So, they find this spot, and they find the remnants of his burnt T-shirt. They find this half-circle depression that's like depressed down into the ground, and it's completely burned out like, you know, like a berm, like a BMX bike or a dirt bike. You know, the turns, the, the banked turns, I don't, we always call them berms. <laughs> it, yeah. What? You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. Right. Oh, any of our old BMXers, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was like a burned out depression in the ground. And they find these, start finding these little chips, these small little slithers of this silver looking material. And they're coated with this sticky kind of substance. And they're looking at it, and like it looked because he was prospecting for silver, silver. anyway. So yeah. he kind of knows what it is. Like, God damn, it looks like silver. And he picks it up, and it's real sticky. And it just feels weird. Something's not right about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on back to the police, and they say, hey, you know, look, we, we found the spot. You know, come on back and take a look. The, the Royal Mounted Canadian mm-hmm. Police. RMCP. They come on back in there and start looking around like, oh, shit. Oh, here is the spot. Looks a little weird. Hey, now they start getting suspicious again. We told you to let us know 
if you found the spot. Don't go up in there and disturb the scene, which him and his buddy did. Okay. All right. So, so they went up. So his man is like, they, we, you, I know you told us where it's at, but you went in there and messed with something. Right. <laughs> All right. So this is how I equate it to. All right. So check it out. Say this happened to me. Okay. Okay. Just say this this incident. Just say it happened to me. Nobody bought it. Nobody listened to me. And I go back to you. I'm like, damn, look, man, I'm telling you, dude, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. You and I would go out and try to find that spot. Yep. We would. And if the cop said, hey, look, don't mess with it. Let us know when you find it and just stay out of it. You and I both know oh, that yeah. we would both be walking around be that spot. All up in it. <laughs> Where the fuck is my Crystal Gale shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's in here somewhere. You know? Well, if you really wanted it, you wouldn't have left it behind. <laughs> well, he was so disoriented from the blast off the exhaust port. Yeah, I'd be out there digging all around and trying to figure out what's going on. Right. And find this. I mean, look, sticky silver. That is not that far out of the realm of possibilities. Like, all right, yeah, I know the cops are saying don't go in and mess with it, but goddamn it, this shit happened to me. And I finally found my place back in Hammers with me. We're going to walk around and do some investigation on our own. See what we see, find what we find. We have found some some new artillery to use against a wool. Guess the beaver eater. No. Oh, oh shit! You forgot all about the beaver eater, didn't you? No. Against the lichens. Mm. <laughs> that old sticky silver. Yeah, that sticky silver. Well, that requires entirely different rounds of ammunition I than that. the beaver eaters. You just throw it at them, stick to them. <laughs> so, okay, so the cops are like, all right, they uh, they get some scientists. They go back up in there, place test positive for radiation. The site, their gagameters, whatever they are, the, uh, uh, gagameter, that's not right. A gagameter. I want to know what the fuck that is. What the hell do you call the thing that t- detects the radiation? Geiger, Geiger counter. Geiger counter. Is it a kind of Geiger? I don't know. It's something the counter's like that. throwing me off, but yeah. That was yeah, close. Yeah, it's counting Geigers. Right. See? <laughs> All right. So they go back the in there. The gagometer. And they find <laughs> the half circle indention that they're talking about. And they test it and they're like, shit's going off. And uh, they're like, hey, well, damn, there is some radioactivity. That appears to be running through here. Um, they do a little bit of geological research, okay, mm. and then come to find out, well, there is some radium that naturally runs under this area of yeah, said incident. All time. So, hey, that could be. The, the the cause of the uh of the radioactive presence mm-hmm. here that they're detecting on their yeah. scientific equipment, right? I mean it makes sense to me. It does. Well I've actually dug up uranium. 
I wouldn't be missing. Them. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> There's a small little piece. At least that's what the uh, mineralogist told me. The one of the what? Mineralogist. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got uranium poison. Because I, I used gone. to be a. Uh, uh, yeah. It's gone straight to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't swallow it enough. Okay, well that's good. But that I had in my collection for a while. Skin. Wait, you have to do stuff to it to make it. Yes, it yes. Got to get the uh, those electrons condensed in it, yeah, bouncing and, and off the neutrons, and uh, neutrons add protons, extra neutrons to it, and they get all bounced around. You start getting real hot, then you get that radioactive uh, reaction. <laughs> there we go with the rave <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, man, it happens. Well, so. They find uh, they find that there is radium that kind of runs under the area. Uh, this could be the case. Um, who knows, right? So the military, the the Royal Canadian Air Force, actually comes in as well to do a little bit of a investigation to see what they see. They as well confirm that yeah, look, there's radium that comes underneath. They don't really see anything that was really out of this world to them. So now we get to this point where if we go back to Michalik, Stephen Michalik, he didn't think that this was UFO anyways. He thought that this, he thinks this was some kind of experimental uh craft he didn't think that this was extraterrestrial and he believed this to the day he died he died with the burns Mm -hmm. still on his body the weird thing about the burns is they would come and go they would be on his body for a couple months then they would disappear but then they would come back and they'd be there for a couple months and then they would disappear radiation burns might do that you know because it it's still, it's still probably the radiation is probably under the skin, probably still in those. I don't know. See, that's what it seems to me is to have, say, this this ship took off. Depending on how far away you are, you are from it, that heat will hit you. Eventually, those grids will disappear from the heat, and it will just hit you in one spot and just burn you all together. It's not going to keep a grid. All the way, unless you're right that on on top of it. Something's hot, and then boom, you touch it to your skin. Now, there are photographs out there of the dude pretty much laying on his deathbed with the grids. The burns Mm -hmm. are being shown on his abdomen. Plenty of them out there. Y'all can. So, this, uh, this exhaust from this, whatever, engine, motor, uh, turbo thing coming out of here, right? You know, missile. It is so when the heat comes out of it, it's not coming all together. It is keeping its grid pattern, yeah, because for a long way through the port. But it, but it's, I don't know. You'd have to be right up on it to me to get the grid pattern. Right, you'd have to be right there. Exactly. If you get further away, then it's just all it, it just starts burn to up. dissipate. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. The the flow of the air Mm -hmm. will dissipate coming through the grid, right? 
So you brought up the Avro car, the Avro car. Yeah, Avro car. And, and that's interesting you brought that up. So it was hypothesized that maybe he saw something like this. So what is an Avro car, y'all may ask? I asked the same thing. So I, I didn't I didn't know what this was. Well, so I the know, Avro it car a, it was it was uh it didn't have a rocket engine on it. Well it did. It, it was essentially it was like a flying saucer car mm-hmm. that never really got any more than three foot off the ground. Yeah, it had uh propellers. No what I've got here on it ain't got no propellers. What? No. Yeah. It was a vertical lifting craft where the propellers were in it it was like they were supposed to have some kind of propulsion that could move it forward but it looked like a disc like a flying saucer almost but they were kind of like researching this thing as a car so here's the cool thing about the propulsion system that was being messed with in the avro car the 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 very and well, obviously, it can't be the very same thing, but it was the same idea as what we now use in the F-35s, vertical takeoffs, mm-hmm. jets. Yeah. Same concept, only the F-35 works. The Avro car, not so much. And not to say that this was an Avro car that he saw, but it could have been an, another prototype that, was being played around with. And maybe yeah. this thing came down and he walked up to it and these guys are called shit. We got a civilian on scene. We just get the hell out of here. Cool. So when we talk about extraterrestrial crafts, they typically get into uh, magnetic propulsion or some kind of anti gravity yeah. propulsion, things like that, that it uses bound energy to propel they don't use like jet propulsion which puts an exhaust out that propels the craft forward it's not efficient it's not efficient at all when you're talking about something that we're going to talk about interstellar travel Mm -hmm. but it totally works for earthbound travel the the wounds that this guy has are totally uh they're totally reminiscent of something that was this was this was hot air hot gas that was propelled onto his body not magnetic or gravity yeah yeah it's not gonna do that this was not an extraterrestrial craft and a lot of people that started getting into this getting into this are thinking like oh maybe it's extraterrestrial i think it's interesting to note that stephen michalik he never thought it was extraterrestrial he was convinced that he ran up on some kind of experimental military craft that was being worked on and developed between the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. And all he's trying from to do. From what I hear, the uh, the Avricar disappeared, and all the information from it just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, because some of that technology in theory and mathematical equations. Have you ever seen the videos of it? There was a video of probably, it. Yeah, yeah it's all hovering yeah, around it's and bobbling around. Yeah, and, it's a, 
And it's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't ride that control. thing. <laughs> you remember the thing in the, um, when we were kids on the playground? It was like the big round turntable. And all had all the bars and shit on it, and you hold on to it, and all your friends like yeah, turn it, spin yeah. the thing on the outside. We know that's dangerous and it doesn't work. They abandoned that. They kind of abandoned the Avro car. They don't have those anymore. No, man. millions of broken arms and legs. Crazy don't lie, kids fly man. off of them too all the time, man, and get hung up under it. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 shoot on out. I got flown out of a, out of a few of them, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, those are great. So the Falcon <laughs> Lake incident goes on to be one of the most uh, investigated and talked about incidents in Canada, and I think it is mm-hmm. interesting to say that the the guy who took the took the brunt of it, and he didn't even think it was extraterrestrial. He thought it was an experimental craft. And actually, everything that you look up into it seems to lend itself to that. He just fell on his grill. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, oh, well, he got drunk the night before and that kind of stuff. A lot of that has been debunked. They set him up. <laughs> That's what's been debunked. So check this out. They set him up. They were so convinced that he was such an alcoholic that they set up people to Put try to get him to lure ready. him into a bar and just to, hey, let me buy you a couple drinks. Yeah, yeah, no and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, uh, I can't drinking. drink no more. I'm already today. so drunk. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm. I think it is a very interesting story that um that that brings about uh hey what the hell are they working up in now in Canada? Maybe it was the F thirty five. Just I in never the early heard. early stages. Yeah, they probably could have been trying out some new stuff in there, and uh, I just can't see how that guy would get a grid burn on him from any type of propulsion that we have i could totally see grid burns from the type of propulsions that we have because it's all you had to be too close and that would just burn your whole body up like you'd be done maybe it's super super hot and he wasn't that close (laughs) eventually when it comes out it's just hot you know, yeah. it's like there's no cool parts. There's no cool grid well, in the middle of Well, here's it. the thing. So here's the thing. There, there is no question he, he up that this dude it. had these injuries on his body. And yeah. if you look at the pictures, they don't look like a drunk dude who caught a shirt on fire. And they are definitely grid Tight burns, and there it's like no. four across and four down. Yeah, he was out there, and, and he down. started him a fire. He had his fire, and he put his damn cooking equipment over top of it, his damn grill, his metal grid patterned right thing over top of the, the uh-huh. fire. He's like, all right, now shoot me with it. And his fucking dumbass probably either fell on it or picked it up and touched it, but accidentally got it too close to him. And burn his be. damn Crystal Gale shirt and himself. God damn, he paid a lot of money for that Crystal Gale <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I mean, at least it could have been Conway Twitty. But still, the thing is, is uh, it happened. 
I, I think that's what happened. So this is one of the uh, most investigated strange incidents in Canada. Eh? What? It's got to be, what? Yes, really? it's one of the most famous and one of the most investigated incidents. Huh. And uh, I get, Well, it did leave marks I, on the guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying there's a definitive answer either way. I just found yeah. the story very fascinating. I don't know what the hell happened. I hope the dude found a lot of silver. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I, hopefully the the vacation paid off. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully his vacation went better than my day at Lowe's went yesterday. It don't sound like it. I did not walk away with burns. That's right. I call that a win. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good. Thing. It's always a win if you walk away without a burn. Or puncture marks. This is true. Yes, sir. All right, look. Hit us up. Yeah. We told you show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Like, give us a, a review somewhere and give us a follow. Yeah. Reviews are great. It helps us because other people will see us. You know? Yeah. Those and, reviews and, help other people find us. And it lets us know what we're doing right and doing wrong. Yeah. And, That's what we need. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Just mm-hmm. Google us. We told you show. All over the place. We told you show. Send us an email. Give us some information. We'll send you a sticker for free. Free sticker. Original artwork. <laughs> right on. Damn right. All right, then. Peace them out. Love you. Gagameter. Yeah.